Broadcasting stations. Wanna wrestle me? You wanna wrestle me, my infrastyle? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour. Making his way to the radio from Memphis, Tennessee, the home of rhythm and bruise. Please welcome your host and your hero, Kevin Cerrito. Cerrito. It's time to talk wrestling on the radio. It is 11 a.m. every single Saturday at this time. We're talking about professional wrestling right here on Sports Entertainment 56, 87.7 FM, and now on 96.1.2 as you travel around the Memphis area. Coming up later on this hour, Justin Barrazzo from, uh, he is from, from Sports Illustrated, Justin Barrazzo, he wrote, uh, broke the news about CM Punk's big return at StarCast this week. He broke the news earlier this summer about Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman returning to WWE. He will join us later on this hour to talk about those stories and more, the current news happening around the world of professional wrestling. But we are starting uh, today's show with the king of Memphis, Tennessee. He is a WWE Hall of Famer. He just dropped off the line here. Uh, so we'll try to reconnect. Uh, Gabe with the King. We were just last time the King was on, he was or we supposed to join us two weeks ago, but he was at uh, a Comic Con. He's at a Comic Con like every weekend. I gotta find out how many Comic Cons this guy goes to. I, you would be surprised. Every city, I guess, has their own Comic Con now, and it seems like uh, the King is at about half of those. He has always gone off to a Comic Con. So he was supposed to join us. He got stuck on a panel. A couple weeks ago at a Comic-Con, but now we are being joined by the King of Professional Wrestling, WWE Hall of Famer, Jerry the King Lawler. Good morning, King. Our host and our hero, Kevin Cerrito. That's nice. I like that. (laughs) Thank you very much. Uh, How are you? I'm great. I'm glad we're able to connect this time. So a couple weeks ago, you were supposed to be on. You were at a panel at what what Comic-Con was this? That was at the Miami, or actually it's called the Florida Supercon. It's in Miami every year, and uh, it's a, it's probably the biggest. Uh, yeah, I think it's probably the biggest Comic Con in, in Florida. It's really really good, and we were we do that every year around the Fourth of July, and so uh, we were down there. Now I'm up in Cleveland, Ohio, and uh, getting hit, ready to head down to Niles, Niles, Ohio, which is about sixty miles towards Pittsburgh from Cleveland. We got a big show down there. They do it every year at the Scrappers. Mahoney Valley Scrappers Baseball Stadium, called Wrestling Under the Stars. We had Kurt Angle there tonight, Billy Gunn, myself. Uh, gosh, uh, just a host of guys. It's got a lot of a lot of good talent there. Northeast Wrestling puts that on, and so I'm wrestling there tonight. Well, how how many of these comic cons do you do a year? Do you do more of those, or do you do more the minor league baseball and the hockey wrestling nights? Now, what what? Do you seem to be doing? It seems there's always a comic con happening. <laughs> there's something every week. There, listen, uh, I was just talking to the guy a couple of weeks ago at the at the at the Miami Comic Con, and he was telling me, he said, "Man, let me let me let me book you." He said, "There are probably three comic cons around the country every single weekend. At least three different comic cons are going on every single weekend. This weekend, of course, is the probably the biggest in the world is the San Diego Comic Con is going on this weekend right now." 
Have, have you ever been to I Matterhorn? Did that. You have. I've been. Oh, I've been to it several times, and it's it's one of those situations. It's like um, uh, the old Yogi Bear quote, where he said, "Oh yeah, nobody goes there anymore because it's too crowded." Right. And that, that's 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 my opinion of the San Diego Comic Con. It's so big and it's so so crowded. It's it's just not. I, I really like to do the Comic Cons because I actually enjoy them. I don't do them because you know I need the money or anything like that. I just I really enjoy going to the Comic Cons and being there, meet the fans, and then seeing all the cool stuff that's at the Comic Cons. And San Diego is so busy that you just you can't enjoy it. It's just solid work you know right uh the so two weeks ago what was that panel you were on you were stuck on a panel what were we all talking about was it you and other wrestlers what was the artist what was it, it? it was a couple other it was a couple other wrestlers a couple of artists and a couple of writers and it was just it was just talking about the um uh, i guess the correlation or or the uh you know the comparison of wrestling and and comics uh, of course, that's one of the reasons I got started doing the Comic Cons is because a friend of mine named Mike Kingston, he writes a wrestling comic book, and uh, he he he's been doing that for years now. And I've done he got in touch with me years ago, and I started drawing or painting the covers for his wrestling comic books, and I've done about five of them now for him. And uh, so he and he's at you know he's at a different comic con every week and so they started doing these panels where it's different uh the, you know he he comes up with the writers to write the stories and of course wwe has a comic book out and there's been several wrestling comic books and we just talk about we just talk about uh you know why somebody that's in wrestling would would be a fan of comics and would want to get involved with comics and and vice versa somebody that's in comics would be a fan of wrestling and it's just uh you know it's it's pretty interesting it's, uh, different different guys have different stories and and I and then I realized that when you know during some of those um, uh, panels and the comic cons, I, I I think back to when I was just a teenager and I was a big fan of, of course Superman and Batman first, but then uh, I became a fan of Spider Man when when he first came out the Spider Man comic books, and and I think I sort of incorporated uh, some of the Spider Man antics or 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 things that he would say and that was the cool thing about spider-man up until then you know you had superman who was just a you know the, the white bread uh all-american guy you know hero and everything but then spider-man came along and he was a teenager with superpowers and, and he was a cocky guy and he would he would like there would be there would be verbiage going on between him and the villain that he was fighting. They would be insulting each other while they were fighting. And, and that, I think some of that carried over with me once I got in the wrestling business, it was like, you know, insult the guy that you're fighting. And I really, that really started with me with, uh, with reading Spider-Man comic books. Oh, wow. Have you, have you been able, have you been able to check out the uh, new Spider-Man movie at your uh, neighborhood, Malcolm? I have not, I have not, I had a chance to get to see that one yet. I got I got a list of of movies that I got to get to. Uh, I want to see the I want to see the um, I want to see the Batista movie. Um, what was the one that we just saw that we liked? I'm, I'm asking more. Yeah, <laughs> we're finding oh, out. What oh, movie. yesterday. Oh my god. Oh, you liked yesterday. I loved, okay. I loved the movie yesterday. Of course, I'm a huge huge Beatles fan and everything. But yeah, yeah, really. I really love that. 
King recommending yesterday. You need to see Spider-Man. Make sure you stick all the way to the end of the credits. But, I mean, you should know that after seeing all of of the other (laughs) other Marvel movies. We're talking with Jerry the King Lawler, who last night uh, waged war against ketchup. What? (laughs) <laughs> what is happening you're it's it's bouncing around it's it's uh going viral this morning but you clotheslined some ketchup last night was that last yeah night? well that you know um uh, every year i i try to catch us uh we try to come up and go to some of the cleveland indians games and uh it start it started a couple of years ago they had me come down and do an appearance every every indians game at the sixth inning they have this uh they have this race uh, that between the they have three hot dogs and one of them's ketchup, one of them's mustard, one of them's onion, and they have a race every single day and they keep up with the with the uh, you know amount of wins all the way through it. So anyway, it started a couple of years ago. Ketchup is the kind of the cocky, arrogant guy and uh, of one of the mascots, and so he um, he made some comments or something like that, or he did something dastardly at the beginning of the race, and they had me come out. Uh, during the middle of the race, and I gave him a drop kick, knocked him over, caused him to lose the race. And of course, on social media, he's been talking about that for two years now. And so, I was there last night, and um, uh, he he started the race. And at the beginning of he 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 wore a crown. He wears a crown now. Calls himself the King of Cleveland. This hot dog. So anyway, he started the race by clotheslining the other two uh, participants, the other two hot dogs, and then he was had the big lead going around. And he got to cross the finish line and. Slider, the other mascot, calls me out, and I, I come out and, boom, give him a big clothesline, knock him down, and uh, Slider pins him one, two, three, and the other, and I think I put the crown on, on Mustard, and he ran around and, and ran the, and won the race. But the thing, like you said, it really, it's it's kind of gone viral today. Sport, the, the Slider told me afterwards, he said, uh, you know, the, the Indians games are broadcast on Sports Time Ohio. Uh, and he said, they, they never, you know, they never show the mascot or anything that, you know, it's just the legitimate baseball coverage. But he said, when they came back from the commercial break, they, they went back and showed the entire race, uh, <laughs> you know, on the sports time Ohio broadcast. So everybody watched the game, got to see the race and got to see me clothesline the, the hot dog. So it's, it's, it made a, it made quite a stir up here in Cleveland. I did not, I did not realize that this was, this was up there with your feud with, with Bret Hart and Austin Idol and Bill Dundee. <laughs> and now it's become up. a big deal. <laughs> so I, I didn't realize the history. I'm going to have to go back and, and, uh, and, and watch all of yeah, this old footage. So, so, yeah, and reading some of the tweets and the response to some of the tweets has been funny this morning because it's people, somebody even tweeted said, well, can this, you know, since it's Jerry Lawler and ketchup and mustard, can this be considered the concession stand battle of 2019? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You've been fighting like hot dogs since, since, uh, back in Tupelo. Uh, exactly. That's when it all started. <laughs> You squished a pack of hot dogs, and then they got upset. Well, what do you what do you put? What does the king put on it on his hot dog? What do you when you're eating a hot dog? Uh, you you put ketchup, mustard, relish, all of it. What do you do? Catch, you know, just just ketchup and mustard. No relish, no onions. Uh, just ketchup and mustard. Nothing nothing too fancy. The uh, Jerry the King Lawler is joining us. Coming up tomorrow, you have your show uh, in Memphis. You're going to be back in Memphis. You travel all over the place, in and out of Memphis International Airport. Um, you're going to be uh, – you got to be excited about the Memphis International Airport construction. How's that going for you? You fly uh, so much. The Memphis International what? The construction going on. Is it is it inconveniencing you over at the airport where they've got uh, – 
the uh, they're blocking off part of the airport uh, yeah, to completely I, I, remodel. I, I, I don't even like to talk about the airport right now. I got a big beef with the airport. As a matter of fact, I even have my lawyer get in touch with the with the airport authority and everything over over them. Uh, they they I felt like they fraudulently used uh, the commercial that Dave Brown and I did for over a year, almost two years now. Uh, have you ever seen the commercial for the yeah, airport? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. that was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, see, what happened was when um, Tony Allen used to be the airport spokesperson, they right. paid him thirty five thousand dollars a year just to use his picture and to use his name, and you know, because he was a kind of famous guy at Grizzly and all that sort of stuff. So he was the official airport spokesperson. Didn't have to do anything; just got a check for thirty five thousand. They took, his, took being... his picture, did a couple of commercials, pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So they contacted Dave Brown and I, and they said, hey, we're doing an audition for somebody to take the place of the new airport spokesperson. And, uh, you know, Dave, actually, Dave was the guy that called me. They called him first, and Dave called me and said, hey, they want us to come and audition for this thing. And he said, the gig pays thirty five grand a year if we get it. I said, oh, that's awesome. So we went down to the Orpheum. They did a little test shot. And I I really thought that this was just like, I mean, the way it took, it only took, uh, one take, and they, you know, we didn't really rehearse anything or anything, and and so I, because I thought this is basically just an audition. So then, um, then all of a sudden they start showing the audition that we did, and they use that thing over and over and over as a commercial for the airport authority for two years, right? And I'm thinking, what the, well, you know, I mean, how, how long is this going to go? Then all of a sudden they announce, hey, we've selected Penny Hardaway. As the, uh, you know, nothing against Penny. I love Penny and everything, but, uh, you know, the airport is already saying, hey, we've selected Penny Hardaway. We're going to pay him $45,000 a year to be the Memphis airport spokesperson. I said, well, okay, you know, we didn't get the gig, but that's, that's, that's okay. But they didn't stop using Mine and Dave's commercial. They're still using it today. I mean, they're, they're still running the commercial. So I had to send, I sent word to, uh, uh, through my lawyer to him, they said, "Guys, uh, you know, if we're good, if you're going to use our commercial now, we'd like to be compensated, like Penny Hardaway is getting compensated, uh, uh, or, or whatever." And they sent a letter back saying, "Oh, uh, we're sorry. We just thought that you wouldn't mind us using your uh, commercial over and over and over for two years for free." <laughs> so you didn't get paid anything so anyway, for that? Nothing. Really, <laughs> literally running for two years. Oh wow. That is, yeah, I did not mean to bring up a sore subject. I had no idea. <laughs> I, I, anyway. All right, so you have to walk through that airport. I I've, been, I've, been wanting to get, I've been wanting to get that off my chest for a long time anyway. That was a great <laughs> so, commercial with you, you and Dave. And, yeah, and it was. I thought, yeah, I just assumed that the budget that year was spread out. I think they had a, maybe, a, I can't remember if they had anybody else locally do a commercial um, or not. It might just and, 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 and you know what, and I'm not, I'm literally, I promise I don't, mean this to be sour grapes or anything like that because like i said i mean i mean everybody in memphis knows benny hardaway and 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 everybody loves benny hardaway as i do we went to the same high school same alma mater Trevor high school and all that sort of stuff and it's great that he got the job but you know if uh uh if they're wanting if they were really looking to make it an international you know uh, it's supposed to be memphis international airport and everything i mean if you just look at the at the difference, I mean, I looked and Penny's got, I think, I don't know, less than a hundred thousand Twitter followers. I got one point four million Twitter followers. 
you know, around the around around the world and everything. I mean, you know, we would we would have to, we would have a a lot more broad um, way to to plug them at this airport. You know. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. Oh, they, I, they I, they, I agree. They could have said, I think they could have said, "Hey, let's have several spokespersons instead of just paying one." Yeah, I mean, Penny is Penny's. Penny's great. I agree with you. He's on the the you know he's at the the, the Treadwell High School, Mount Rushmore for sure. Uh, but yeah, and I, I, I don't and know. I that gar- is confusing. I, I mean, gar- I guarantee yeah. you this. I yeah. guarantee you, I fly more out of the Memphis International Airport. If than, any Hardaway does, than anybody, than any, than maybe anybody, <laughs> maybe else. maybe than anybody. You you really you really might. So I mean, you're definitely deserving of that. I mean, when you when you were on the show uh, not too long ago, and I was the one ranting about you not being in the Memphis Sports Hall of Fame, the first class of that, because it's 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 a no brainer. Uh, part of my argument, yes, is your your world uh, wide celebrity uh, and and. And promoting Memphis across the globe uh, has always been uh, an important part of uh, what Jerry Lawler uh, oh, means. Absolutely. So, the, uh, who would be on? Who else? So you, I, you know, I, I know this fact. I say this fact all the time. I'm a trivia master. But the uh, Treadwell High School. You went to Treadwell High School. Penny went to Treadwell High School. Jimmy Hart went to Treadwell High School. Who's the fourth yeah. person? Who's the fourth person on that Mount Rushmore? We put those three faces on there. It's going to be Jimmy Hart, Jerry Lawler, Penny Hardaway. Is there a fourth person? Do we know who the the fourth? most famous Treadwell High School graduate is? Um, is somebody oh I'm missing? Yeah, another, another another famous Memphis basketball player. Who? Who we got? Played uh, in the NBA. What's Treadwell? There's, there's, uh, there's got to be a couple of other Memphis ones that, that went to Treadwell. That went to Treadwell that actually played in the NBA? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, who, who, who is the other one? Who's the other one? Who's number four? Come on, I mean, a good friend of mine. You're putting me on the spot here. Let me. Oh, hold on. Oh, oh, we'll we'll go back. We'll go back to that. We're gonna go. We'll go back. We'll go back. Do they have a Hall of Fame or anything at Treadwell? They need like a or like nah. Well, you know what? What's so sad now? Treadwell is not even a a high school anymore. Do they not have sixth grade or something? Or yeah, it just goes up to elementary and middle school now. So no, you can't add any more names to that. To that list, nope. we'll, we'll figure out nope. the who's missing from the Treadwell High School uh, Mount Rushmore. Uh, that, so tomorrow your show. Oh, it's, 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 there's a million people out there that are listening right now that knows, and, and they're saying, "Why can't they not think of his name?" The, uh, he was the, just he was at the he was at the NBA draft for the Grizzlies. Oh, he was he was just there. Who? Yeah, Elliot Perry. Oh, Elliot Perry is that who we're trying to think yes. of? Elliot Perry went to Treadwell. Yes, that's who I was trying to. Yes, he did. Oh well, then he's the obvious one. That's right, he did go to Treadwell. But there's another, there's another more uh, a modern day player I think that went to Treadwell as well. Maybe at when did they close? When did they stop being a high school? Do we know I that? Know. I'm asking <laughs> Look, you too I'm many getting, questions. I'm, I'm getting, like I'm you're the expert at, no, of I'm your getting, high school. I'm getting here. yelled at here in the hotel room. I have to, yeah, I have to say thanks to my my stepson um, Peyton here for coming up with remembering the name Elliot Perry for me. He's the one who remembered it. Yes. So he yes. Did. So yes, he was uh, he Treadwell High School graduate in the. Uh, Late eighties, there's I think there's maybe one, but he's obviously that's it. There's your there you go. Two awesome legendary basketball and wrestling folks that went to Treadwell High School here uh, in in Memphis. So the Jerry and Jerry show is tomorrow at your bar on Beale Street. Are tickets still available for this? I, absolutely, yeah. You can get them at the door, or you can get them at uh, you can get them online at uh, championshipwrestling dot com. And uh, it is I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, I, well, I say I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely looking forward to it, but I have mixed emotions about, uh, you know, how it's going to go. 
I, I'm I'm really uh, sort of dreading to uh, listen to some of the stories that Jerry Calhoun knows on on me. You know, <laughs> I may have to I may have to stifle him a little bit. I may have to put my hand over his mouth a few times during the during that show. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I was just thinking I was you know showering and shaving earlier, and I was just thinking, golly, it's it's weird that that Calhoun and I, as close as we've been over all the years, we've never really, it's going to be like the first time that we've ever really sat down together and sort of reminisced about, about all of the different, you know, matches and things that we've been through in our, in our entire career. I mean, Calhoun, I got him in the business just not long after I started in it. So uh, he's, he's been in there just about the entire way. Oh, wow. So that's going to be a fun show. That's at your bar. It's at, uh, it's it's tomorrow night. Tickets you can get them at the door. You can get them in advance or a little bit cheaper, and get that live show. And uh, looking forward to that. And then you'll be at Raw on Monday for the Raw reunion. When did you first hear about this? This was a shocker last Sunday. Everybody was like, "Whoa, there's a Raw reunion." The commercial airing during Extreme Rules. Yeah, this is. I mean, this may be one of the busiest weeks that I've that I've had, and I can't tell you how long. Came up here to Cleveland. Did the uh, did the game last night in Cleveland with the you know the little event there with with uh, the mascots. Then I'm going tonight to Niles, Ohio, to um, wrestle there. Jump on the plane six o'clock in the morning. Come back to Memphis. I gotta I gotta be at a softball. Our softball games have been rained out. Our our summer softball league is going, and I gotta play softball at five o'clock. As soon as that game's over at six o'clock, I gotta head down to. Uh, uh, Beale Street, do the show with uh, Calhoun tomorrow night, then jump up, get up and head to Tampa, Florida on Monday morning, do the Raw reunion, which we'll talk about a little bit more in just a second, but do the Raw reunion there and then fly back home to Memphis on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, I'm going to do, uh, no, it's Thursday. Wednesday, I'm doing a meeting um, with the all the NBA mascots. All the NBA mascots are having a conference here in Memphis, oh, wow. and uh, I got invited by Grizz to come down and speak to the NBA mascots at their conference, and uh, that's on Wednesday. Then Thursday, I'm going to be commentating on a match that's going to be taking place out at the FedEx St. Jude Golf Pla- uh, Tournament between two of the top golfers. They're going to have some rock'em, sock'em robots, and these two guys are going to be having a match and I'm going to do the commentary on that and award which whoever one wins um, uh, the big championship belt. So oh, it's wow. a busy week. The Tigers not coming to the golf tournament, but the King is. They got the King there you to the golf tournament uh, <laughs> this week. Wow, that is that is a busy a busy uh, lineup. The Raw reunion. Uh, do you know what your role is going to be at this? No, I don't know yet what uh, what I'm going to be doing at the Raw reunion. But I, I see the list of. Uh, talent that they're bringing back is just absolutely crazy jimmy hart of course is going to be back there some million dollar man the boogeyman and speaking of the boogeyman uh on on the 10th of august he's going to be up in jackson tennessee and i'm going to i'm going to be wrestling the boogeyman up up in jackson at Holman arena yeah so anyway but then uh, the raw reunion and of course it's headlined by stone cold steve austin is coming back and hulk hogan is going to be there so this is going to be a this is going to be a big big night. First event of its kind since Raw twenty five, uh, where you reunited with Jim Ross, which will not be happening this week because Jim Ross is now part of AEW. Uh, so yeah, we'll- you know that's a crazy that's a little bit of a crazy thing. I need to I wanted to speak to Jr. about that. I, I did he, he did text me about something else just uh, yesterday, but um, apparently you know he was he was 
asked and invited by the WWE to come and be a part of it. And Tony Khan, the you know the new owner of the AEW company, told Jr. said, "Go ahead, we'd love for you to be a part of that. Go ahead." And for some reason, Jr. declined. He just said, eh, "I don't. I wouldn't feel." Uh, I don't know. I don't know what what is. I don't know if he said he wouldn't feel welcomed or he might. You know, it would be awkward. Probably. Yeah, it, it would be a little awkward. Yeah. It, w- it, it would be. But yeah, can't wait to see. I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to be. It seems like this is lining up. They're in Tampa, which is the site of next year's WrestleMania, so it's a good way to promote that. And, yes, yes. And they've got Stone Cold's got a show coming on USA, so it's a good way to promote that. So it seems like those two things lining up together. They're like, let's just do a reunion show uh, in the middle of. Well, the I think I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that you know they've kind of put um, Paul Heyman in charge of Raw, and they kind of put Eric Bischoff in charge of SmackDown. And I think that I think this this thing both both of those guys are, I believe, of the uh, old-school mindset that a lot of the fans really miss the Attitude Era and that uh, WWE has gotten a little too politically correct. And I think both of these guys are going to try to use their influence to to bring back some of that, uh, you know, some of the talent that the people really miss. All You know, all the new guys are great and everything, but but uh, there's, there's, nothing, um, there's nothing like seeing uh, and bringing back some of the superstars that the people knew and loved in the past, you know, and I, and I think that's, uh, uh, there's always, I think there's always going to be a place for that, uh, you know, to a certain extent, you got three hours on Monday night raw. You don't have to just completely, uh, I'll never forget. Vince McMahon told me one time, youth must be served. And I said, yeah, you're right. Okay. No problem. And, 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 and they, you know, WWE, champions that philosophy but uh sometimes i don't when you got three hours you don't have to completely serve the youth by completely forgetting about you know the people that paved the way for those youthful guys Right, and I, th- I, I, I think uh, there's definitely a place, obviously, for all these legends. And hopefully, the one thing WWE has not done the best job uh, of in recent years is figuring out a way to really. Uh, Get the new guys and the old guys together to work together exactly. in a way that helps everybody, and yeah. uh, that's hopefully maybe we'll see with Paul Heyman in charge because uh, Heyman has done an outstanding job over the years of really uh, making that work, and maybe that so it'll be a better show because Raw twenty five uh, was just really a, a legends reunion and, and didn't highlight the youth, and I think there's a way to do both, right? You can pay tribute and honor and bring back and make everybody excited about the uh, the legends coming back in. But also, like, have the legends interact with the young guys and and do something, make it feel special, something new yes, happening I, I, out of something I, I, old. I agree, one hundred percent. So hopefully, yeah, we see we, we see that on, on Monday at the Royal Reunion. There's rumors uh, circulating that Fox Sports is interested in Jerry the King Lawler services on their pre and post game or the whatever show it's going to be on FS1. So Fox Sports One is going to have a WWE show. Uh, are you aware of these rumors? Are they are they true? Can you speak on any of it? Uh, I know it, it seems to, to be very early <laughs> well, on, but I, I am I am aware of the rumors, uh, but I haven't heard. I personally haven't heard anything about that. From I, all I've heard is just the same as you've heard. I just heard the rumors. I haven't heard anything specifically from Fox, uh, you know, themselves. That, that, but it's still early yet. I do. I, I've also heard the rumors that that um, <clears throat> that Fox is planning on being uh, very. Very hands on, as far as you know, when when the control goes over to Fox, when the show goes over to Fox, I think they're going to be a lot more hands on than than what most people uh, expect. 
and I think you know they're going to have uh, they're going to have some ideas about who they want to be, have be on the show and and what they want to be on the show. So I mean, when and when you're paying a billion dollars for something, I think you have the right to uh, to do that. Yeah, that uh, that's it. and they're used to like with the with the other sports, right? You pick your broadcasters. You pick you, that is Fox the sports yeah. like they they're Absolutely. used to like that's what you do. So it's it's, right. it's a different animal. Uh, it's gonna be fun to see that. I can't wait to the fall and maybe uh, see you on that whatever that post show or recap show that's going to be on FS One, a mainstream WWE. Uh, a program on FS1, which would you'd be making wrestling history again if you're on that show because we've never seen anything yeah, and, like and, that and, before. And, and that that's what the word that we're getting is that you know Fox is they're going to start they're going to start treating uh, the WWE the way the way they do the NFL. I mean, like you say, with with pre shows and post shows and all of that sort of thing, as opposed to just the just the show itself. It's it's going to be something for folks who who are not following wrestling right now when they tune in and then this fall and realize oh my goodness wrestling is on uh, Fox thirteen <laughs> like what is what wrestling is on Fox thirteen every week like you're watching Thursday night football like wait wrestling's on this channel tomorrow like it's gonna it's right. gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be something like leading into Joey Solopex weather uh, report there on channel thirteen all right uh, last thing you're gonna wrestle David Arquette this is very exciting this is a matchup I wanted to see at Grizzlies wrestling night it's a it's a matchup that I think could happen. Grizzlies wrestling night and of course they they didn't book it they booked whatever they booked um but I still think you're well, wrestling- it's, it's hard to, it's hard to book David Arquette it's not that they didn't want to book him uh it's just hard to book him because of the schedule that he that he keeps as far as you know production schedule and doing other things he's he's, he's a busy guy uh but this he, dude is a lot of people don't realize but he's still and he's still a, a Hollywood actor that's kind of in demand at different places you know but David Arquette, the actor, the former WCW champion, is back in wrestling. You are going to be in a tag team match with him in upstate New York uh, coming up in August. So be on the lookout for that, folks. If you can make it up there to see it, that's great. But apparently you have a tag team title up there. and Yeah, me and uh, me and Keith Youngblood with uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat in our corner won the NEW tag team titles. And uh, we're going to be defending them against this this guy is this guy calls himself King Anthony. He's been a thorn in my side for several years. He tried to rip off my gimmick up there as being the king up in the Northeast, and so uh, it's going to be he and and uh, he and uh, David Arquette are teaming up against me and Keith Youngblood. So you have King uh, Brian Anthony and a, and a hot dog with ketchup on it, trying to steal steal your gimmick. And, 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 and about the, toward the size it's, of it's it. tough being the king. Everybody's coming coming after you. And anyway, hopefully, hopefully we can see David Arquette at Grizzlies Wrestling Night if there is going to even be one uh, this this upcoming season. They uh, have not announced the promotion schedule yet. King, uh, appreciate you joining <laughs> us. Uh, we are past time uh, to go to break. Is there anything else you need to let let the people know? Did you, when's your new podcast starting? Uh, sometime next week, I think. Yeah, we're, once I get back in town and get settled down, we're going to get try to get off the air or try to get back on the air with the with the podcast. And uh, and don't forget my Rusty show. I don't know. You you may know is is uh, channel twenty four and channel thirty still blocked off of. Uh, I think it of, is. Uh, I think it is. Yeah. So if you have UVerse, which I do as well, if you want to watch uh, the King's weekly show, uh, who's the guest today? Do you know? I don't, uh, I don't, I don't have Uber, so I don't know. But the yes. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I have DirecTV too, so it's right. up there as well. Yeah, you versus DirecTV. Uh, speaking speaking to the stations, it's only blocked off of about twenty percent. They only lose it about twenty percent of their coverage. 
but uh, hopefully that'll be remedied by next week, I'm really hoping. But anyway, today it's about, uh, <clears throat> it goes back and say, it was like um, from a video that I had years ago called the King's Royal Rumbles. I think it has, a, has a, there's matches with, uh, I think, Randy Savage. I think there's a match with uh, Dream Machine. Oh, my, fa- my favorite, Dream Machine, and uh, with Kurt Angle. And not Kurt Angle, Kurt Henning. Uh, are, we're on the show today. Awesome. Next awesome. next week next week is all about the Rock and Roll Express, and then the week after that is all about the fabulous ones. Oh, cool! That's, that that sounds good. And that's on CW thirty. Buy an antenna if you if you still got Directv or whatever. Just get an antenna. You should have one in your house anyway, just in case uh, you need to watch some local programming and something happens. Because there's a dispute all the time with different cable providers. But yeah, and when you say buy an antenna, it's so different these days. They have these little bitty. Yeah, I, I, you can go go to Five Below and buy these little antennas for five bucks, and they work amazing. It's oh, just, really? You know, and you don't even they, don't even have, you don't have to go up on the top of your house or anything like that anymore. Just stick it to the back of your TV, and bang, it's there. Oh, thanks for the shopping advice, Five Below, because I need to get an antenna. I'll go there. Uh, they have them out there, there by, by Wolf Chase. King, thank you so much. Yeah. We will uh, catch up with you soon. You're always invited uh, in here if you need to t- say anything. You know, this is a, we open the doors for you any Saturday. You want to call and let us know. You're welcome to be here. <laughs> All right, Kevin. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. That is the King, Jerry Lawler. We'll be right back. We'll talk about the biggest story from the sports uh, sports entertainment this week, the biggest history, the biggest story in the history of our sport coming up uh, next with uh, Justin Barasio from Sports Illustrated. Right on the other side, you're listening to Sports Entertainment 56 and 87.7 FM. The Tigers, the Grizzlies, the SEC. We are real sports talk. I love it. I love it. Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Now, back to the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Welcome back. Very interesting stuff from the King in the last segment. Not only are we on... 456 and 877 FM. We're on 96.1 now as well, talking wrestling on the radio every Saturday. The Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour is brought to you by Real Memphis Wrestling at the Rec Room. Not only is Rec Room where I'm at every Tuesday night hosting trivia, not only is it a great place to play current and classic video games on giant 20-foot screens, uh, you can also watch all the WWE and UFC pay-per-views on those giant 20-foot screens. And now you can watch real live professional wrestling on Saturdays, it's 9.01 Wrestling. They're back next Saturday night. $5 gets you in the door. All ages are welcome. During the wrestling show, if you're under 21, you must come with a parent or guardian. Rec Room's located right off the of Sam Cooper Boulevard, 3000 Broad Avenue. But yes, in the middle of the bar, they set up a wrestling ring. And it is a real awesome show. They were packed there. A new champion crowned last Saturday night. I will be there next week. I've got plans to be in attendance at next Saturday's show. So you should uh, as well get there early to get a good spot. That's RecRoomMemphis.com. Uh, don't miss Real Memphis Wrestling at the Rec Room. And uh, also coming up, our ne- our next uh, live event uh, happening, of course, after we're getting close. Next next week on the show, we'll be previewing SmackDown in Memphis. SmackDown will be in Memphis in just on, on, on July the 30th. But right after that will be SummerSlam, SummerSlam weekend. That Friday night is Bingo Slam at the Memphis May Tap Room, a.k.a. the Fireside Funhouse. They serve delicious Fireside Amber Ells there at Memphis Made. Uh, 901 Wrestling will be out there with a new wing order food truck as well. So if you're a wrestling fan, we are celebrating SummerSlam weekend with Bingo Slam that Friday night. Free to attend. Uh, you get more information on our Facebook page. Just search for Cerrito Live on 
Facebook. So if there's been a big wrestling story in the news the past uh, couple of weeks, uh, it was probably broken by our next guest. He works for for uh, Sports Illustrated. His name is uh, Justin Verasso, and he joins us now. Justin. Kevin, thank you for having me on. I know my plans for next Saturday. Oh, awesome. Yeah, come on. Come on down. Come to Memphis. I've never, check- never been to Memphis, but that's uh, on my uh, list of destinations to go. But uh, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you for coming on. I know you've been keeping busy and you've been breaking wrestling news all summer long. I mean, the news uh, in the wrestling world has either come from Chris Jericho's podcast or your Twitter feed, it seems like. We've, we've had you earlier this summer, you broke the news about Eric Bischoff. At Paul Heyman, and then just this week, you broke what I consider the biggest story of the week, and sometimes the biggest story of the week is the biggest story in the history of our sport, and we always have to take a second and talk about it. In the history of our sport, the biggest match in pro wrestling history, the two biggest superstars in our sport, in the biggest event this sport has ever seen, the biggest match in the history of our sport. It's the biggest story in the history of our great sport. Thank you, Tony. All right, this week's big story. CM Punk is back in the world of professional wrestling. He had his uh, secret return earlier this uh, year, but now he is back for real. He is booked for StarCast 3 at AEW's, uh, the weekend of AEW's next event, All Out, uh, Labor Day weekend. It's Labor Day weekend again this year, right? That's what they're already making us believe, um, get accustomed to here. But uh, all, all Out coming up later on uh, this summer, CM Punk will be there. He'll be having an interview as well as part of this, uh, all broken uh, by Justin. Uh, tell us, what do you what do we know about CM Punk's return? Does this mean he's going to get back in the ring soon? I, as of right now, everything I've heard, and I was uh, careful to add that into the story as well, it does not have it. It's kind of a buzzkill. It doesn't have anything to do with All Out and has everything to do with StarCast. However, the fact that they planned it out on the day of, I mean, I think we have now between July and August, at the end of the month, what, what about a um, five-week, six-week span for the executive vice president, for the cons, for the, the power brokers at All Elite to make that happen because it's tricky because the show's already sold out, so you don't need Punk. But um, I think there's going to be considerable buzz since he's there signing and, and doing a one-on-one interview that day. It's tough. It, it, uh, I, don't think it, I don't think it overshadows StarCast. I don't think it overshadows all out at all. However, uh, it definitely adds. People are going to want. People want more punk. Um, I don't know how you do it. Maybe there's a way to introduce him to your TV show. But I think there's a way now. Punk's punk's content, not wrestling. Well. Okay, I. But you, you say it's unrelated. They say it's unrelated, and that's why you're saying it's unrelated. But Starcast and Starcast is is directly related with with a with AEW in some way. Whether it's not officially, it's not the official event uh, connected with with it. But then it is. I mean, Conrad Thompson's running these Starcast events. Starcast, Conrad Thompson's official part of AEW. Uh, good friends with Cody Rhodes. They were the very first one. In conjunction, so the idea that folks are, are 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 acting like it's not related at all. I come on, it's somewhat related. He's going to be there. This event is in Chicago. Um, you, can make the you can make the point last time we're like, look at Bret Hart was at Starcast, and then he was at the Double or Nothing show that night. But but Double or Nothing, excuse me, uh, the Starcast is is a separate entity. You know, if Pinter, for instance, had had fallen through at his agreement or Triangle. Uh, they both backed out, but had they been at the last broadcast, they wouldn't have met. They would have been at right. at double or nothing that night. So there is, there is some kind of shade of gray 
with that relationship. And I, I don't think just because Punk is there on the day of means he will be there that night. And all in last year, he did a signing at Pro Wrestling Keys in Chicago. And the Pro Wrestling Keys people, who were great, uh, they were part of the show that night, but Punk wasn't. So again, I, I think this really comes down to AEW and Punk. Uh, and that's the bottom line with uh, whether he appears or not. Not so much StarCast. He'll be there, but can they make him an offer that's worth his while? He, I mean, he's the guy, right? I, after watching uh, Double or Nothing and and following what AEW has done over the summer and the John Moxley uh, rise, I, he's the, CM Punk's the one guy that could take AEW to where they they need to be as far as uh, mainstream attention, uh, bringing back wrestling fans. Uh, John Moxley's the former WWE champion of this recent era, CM Punk, such a big name, and you put pair him with Jericho to have those three recognizable faces to build your company up from with with guys who are with, you know considered the best in the world, like Kenny Omega on the roster. Like CM Punk's that guy. If they can get CM Punk, then we've got a we've got a legitimate uh, wrestling war on our hands. Correct. I agree, especially. When you look at Double or Nothing, you just can't match that moment with John Moxley appearing. The crowd going wild. It, it was just such an organic, perfect plan. I mean, they they they, manu- they, they planned it out well, but Moxley, Moxley delivered in its execution. I don't think there's anybody else who can draw that kind of attention to the end of your show, which is like the Jericho hangman for the, for the world title, the crown of first champion, unless you had Punk come out. If you have Punk come out, that's a bigger moment than... <laughs> I mean, that's, that's WWE-type level stuff. Right. So I don't know. I, I think that they're... Uh, I agree that if they get Punk, it's a game-changer. It's the... I mean, they, they, they still chant Punk's name at WWE live events, right? So, like, you would... Be, the, the star... Like, it's such an easy chant. It's a, it's just one of the chants. Like, list of chants you would hear. You might... If you're at a... Have a bad crowd, you'll hear people chant what? But if you... You know, you'll hear, this is awesome. You'll hear CM Punk chants. And uh, it, would, it would be huge. And the fact that it's happening in Chicago... And that's why they're probably able to get him there. And maybe it seems like maybe CM Punk's got this itch. Maybe does he want to get back? And this is some testing the waters and seeing like, do I really want to do this again? Do I miss it? And he gets there and he does miss it or he, he sees their presentation and gets the sell from the people at AEW that will be there, whether they're connected to Starcast or not. Uh, it's an exciting time to be a wrestling fan. The, the hope of the return of CM Punk uh because he's still got some, he's still got some good years left on him. I'm sure not in not in as, as long as he doesn't have to wrestle in an octagon. Uh, I think he'll be all right. And I think that it's interesting too. He does you know he doesn't go to all out. He doesn't make the appearance there. I don't think he misses a window. For instance, I think that he he has plenty of time. If if AEW is legit, you know, for the next two years, three years, four years, and they continue to grow, I think that Punk returns big too. So I still think he's waiting to cash those chips in later on. But like you said, the uh, sometimes interesting the anticipation is, uh, uh, you know, anticipation of rumor is, is sometimes more um, powerful than what we actually watch. So it right. definitely adds some intrigue to the show. And that's what we played too with New Japan that day, with WWE and NXT that day, and UK in the UK, and with All Out that night. Yeah, it's kind of like the been an issue with John Moxley. I wish we would have been still waiting for John Moxley's first match uh, instead of seeing him have these other 
uh, smaller profile than what's going to be with his, his Kenny Omega feud that's happening. But CM Punk's return, yes, they've already sold out Chicago. He doesn't need to be on the card. But can he make a John Moxley appearance on the card uh, to add an element and really send your home, fans home happy, right? Uh, you you could do that. And he does he have his first match or an interview or something on the first TNT show? Uh but also you could say that and have his surprise appearance there as well. Uh, lots that could happen. Uh, it's going to be an exciting time to be a wrestling fan. If it wasn't for the CM Punk news that you broke this week, uh, we might be talking about the Raw reunion happening on Monday night. Are you expecting anything from that? I'm excited. I think for me, it's one of the more highly anticipated runs of the year. I think you know, any get, get Austin back. Austin hasn't spoke on WWE programming in years, um, which is interesting. You know, he didn't, he didn't as many of uh, spots. So when in Texas, you didn't speak uh, the Raw 25, especially in a, a TV show, Straight Up Steve Austin, uh, coming on the USA Network in August. So I'm sure Austin will have a, micro, a live mic in his hand on Monday. Curious what they do with Hogan. I'm actually excited. You know, you have the Kevin Owens part. Uh, Owens kind of be getting that everyday uh, superstar, every man superstar for WWE. I would love to see some of the stars take some bumps, not putting anyone in danger. Put the current roster over. It's an interesting time for WWE. I think the product's about to get hot or hotter. But at the same point, too, you need guys to, to make the stars look good. And they've got a plethora of stuff. There are stars coming in Monday who have the potential to do that, and it wouldn't hurt them at all. So I'd be curious if, uh, like, the Owens and Austin have a moment. Uh, how do you use Hogan? I think it's, it's going to be a very interesting run on Monday. And where do we see Paul Heyman's fingertips, uh, especially on kind of a bench type of show? It's going to be very interesting Monday. Right. Because Raw 25 was the last time we saw something like this, and that was very disappointing uh, for many fans. Not much interaction between the legends and, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the newer current stars, and hopefully we do it to see that. That's what people want to see. They want to see those interactions uh, put over the new guys and uh, honor the legends at the same time. So we're, talk- we're talking with wrapping things up actually with Justin uh, Barrasso from uh, Sports Illustrated, uh, breaking all the news this summer. The other news this week from wrestling: uh, Brock Brock Lesnar's back as champion. Bray Wyatt finally returned uh, from the uh, Firefly Funhouse. Uh, what do you think of both of those things this week? Interesting with Brock. It seems like midway through. It seemed like the plan was to give Cincinnati a long title run. Somewhere along the lines, about Money in the Bank, they changed that decision because the whole, I love that WrestleMania storyline, that Rollins is going to change the, the shift the paradigm, and the champion would show up on every week and would, would wrestle these, these, these extraordinary matches and, and be the most consistent performer in all the business. Clearly, that they changed their mind on that because Brock's back and Brock's champion again. And now we have the rematch at SummerSlam. It's odd to call it a trilogy when the first two matches have lasted, you know, under two <laughs> minutes. But right. I'm excited to see what happens at SummerSlam. I wouldn't have minded Randy Orton that spot, but I actually like Orton and Kofi a lot together. I'm curious, though, what can they do in a long match together? Uh, it's going to be a big challenge for Rollins to get, you know, 12 good minutes out of Brock. Um, but it's just interesting that they completely changed the, the game plan in terms of it looked like Seth was was uh, back in for a long, long title run. And by SummerSlam, it's already Brock. It makes sense, though, Vince wants Brock on top of that card as champion to help sell SummerSlam. But I am surprised they, they made the change so soon. Right. I mean, Brock, Brock has closed out the last five SummerSlams. I think there's been six in a row. Like, this guy is always uh, in the main event at SummerSlam. Uh, yeah, Vince knows. He's 
shows. So I can do this in short but I still thought they would have gone longer with Seth as champion. Right. And uh, so so last thing, we have about 30 seconds. Tell me, uh, Bray Wyatt, I thought he looked good. I thought the new look looked uh, pretty awesome in the ring. And I can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah, same as you, Kevin. Fingers crossed. I hope he's world champion. I hope he's different. I hope he's scary. I love the mask. I, 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 the last time we did that, I met the Bray Wyatt did it, the original, the cult leader, but I got cold feet with it. I think he's in the product. It's, it's a tricky character to, uh, to run mainstream, but I really hope they can get it right this time. He's a talented guy and uh, could, could be one of the faces of their company. Right. Will he wrestle with the mask? Will, what will he look like un- when he takes the mask off? If that's it. There's still lots more questions uh, to come with what's going to happen with Bray Wyatt, and I like it. It's been the most interesting part of WWE TV uh, this summer, while all this other stuff has been going on, that's behind-the-scenes drama that you've been breaking. And, Justin, I appreciate you joining us today. Everybody follow him. Uh, shout out your Twitter handle. At Justin Barrasso on Twitter. Uh, again, at Justin Barrasso. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. All right. Thank you, Justin. We'll, uh, we'll do it again soon. Thank you. All right, that is it.